Nobody's fucking doing that. You're making plans, so put the charcoal on. I'm going to slap you in the face is what I'm going to do. What's wrong with saying (laughs) that you're making a plan with ribeyes? I have a toddler, dude. He has soon to be a toddler. We can't plan that far ahead with toddlers. So like I said, I have a grill. (laughs) And like he said, he has one that he'll eventually need to break in. He'll need to eventually break in, but... You could just bring your expertise over here. I'll get all that shit so that way you just come and okay, you put well, on now, your kiss. Now, the, you now, put the kiss the chef apron on. We all give you kisses and you make like the best prime rib that we've ever fucking had. Now, see, here's the thing. Now you're drawing into a territory I also don't like being into. Using another man's grill. That is sacred territory. You don't do that. Even when it's offered, you don't do it. Who doesn't use other men's grills if they're offering? Like, for fuck's sakes. I feel like that's a fucking, like... Men who follow a, the rules, sir. I feel like that's a fucking honor if a person's like... Your hey, man card has been taken away. Man card is <laughs> bull, bullshit. It is not taken away. You guys just don't understand. Sharing is caring here, y'all. No, sharing is caring, but there are rules when it comes to a grill. Just like... Just like equipment. like it's Just like your wife. Mower. Only you're supposed to use it. No other man. Who who, who who just like whores a fucking lawnmower? If a bud needs a fucking lawnmower, are you not going to let them um, use the lawnmower? There's quite a That's few people who do that. That you if, if, borrow if, lawnmowers. Exactly. No, that will not let people borrow the lawnmower. Okay, you don't let your neighbor borrow your you lawnmower. but you your let... wife to a lawnmower? No, grill. I, 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 I compared his wife to a grill. Yes, that is what I did. Well, a grill, I get, yeah. Let's put a pause button on this conversation. <laughs> and let's go ahead. Welcome to This Week in MTG with your hosts, Matt Olson, Danny Oakstead, and Big G. Hello and welcome, Magic Folk, to episode 130 of This Week in MTG, your aggregate news source for all things Magic the Gathering. We're your hosts, I'm Matt. Over there, we have Danny. What's up? What's up? Shut up. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Over there we have Big G. What <laughs> And just like that, we're down to two hosts tonight. <laughs> no, no, we still have three. Don't forget no mod. Oh, well, you hadn't gotten to that yet. I thought you we were leaving it as a surprise. Th- is it as? No, dude. No mod is fucking part of the MTG family here. Well, he- this is what I'm getting at. The folks that are watching on Twitch don't see him because he's in the aether. He's... He is a voice that guides our way. Hold on, hold on. Oh my god, guys. I tried. I was going to well, put a hat on this idea. mic stand <laughs> to, to symbolize you there, Nomad. <laughs> Danny just threw it down the stairs. Good. So, your guitar down on the next. With that introduction, Nomad is also here to join us for this episode. What's up, man? What's up? Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> 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 I'm not drunk enough for the shit. <sighs> Danny's done with us. <laughs> Start chugging log in there, big boy. You got time. We're gonna be here for a while. You know this. <laughs> How much do you want to bet? Nobond was just sitting there going, "I'm gonna get his ass. I'm gonna get Danny. I'm gonna get <laughs> him so good." 
And the and we can't even see the shit eating grin on his face as he was doing. You it. guys, we can't see it, but you we guys can sense it. You oh, guys yeah. complained that last week was like long because of me. It was. It was. You cause long episodes, Danny. You know this. <laughs> <laughs> when it's just Matt and I, we get done and we're out of here by nine o'clock. So, uh, and those check episodes are and, boring. Check and mate, <laughs> sir. We'll look at numbers afterwards. We'll see how we they will. Do. We will. No, All right, sounds I, good. I, I, gar- I guarantee people come here for Danny. Everybody is on the, the fuck blue train. Or they're here for the drinking game, and he hasn't said shut up in a while. Oh, don't say that. Chapman, Chapman, prepare your liver. <laughs> does he even listen anymore? Pretty sure he does. Not live. He hasn't been on live in a while. But anyways, let's get back to this intro that you were supposed to do 20 minutes ago. Yes. We want to thank you all for coming in and deciding to listen to us. <laughs> if you made it through that, like... Long ass introduction. Give yourselves a pat on the back. Uh, it's going to be a bumpy ride from the rest for, for the for the rest of the episode. I guarantee you that. That is that is a this week at MTG guarantee. You could take that to the fucking bank. Please don't. Yeah, you might get in trouble. <laughs> okay, so we got some business to cover here first. So uh, we'll start off by again thanking you for taking your time out of your busy week to listen to us to give you the magic news. So. Thank you. Big round of applause. Also, we want to give a big thank you to the people that help support this podcast through Patreon. We got some amazing supporters that are all BAMPs that decide that I don't know, they, they like this enough to toss money our way. So big thank you to Wade97. Good luck lifting heavy things and putting them down this weekend. Chapman. <laughs> D. Moose. Amu the Fox. Colin. Noah. Slade. Third string, Chapman, Nikki, Nomad, Steve, Jacob, Christian, and Maddie K. Thank you all so very fucking much for joining and for doing this. Oh, and uh, in case you didn't realize, uh, Nomad, who is also on this episode, is also a patron. So uh, we have no problem if you become a patron of just jumping in and talking shit with us for an episode. Hell yeah. We welcome it. We love it. Nomad, in five five sentences or less, describe. <laughs> Good luck with that. Describe being on This Week in MTG, just being like, yes, I wanted a platform so that way I can talk shit. There are no words. Exactly. Beautiful. Beautiful. That you could take to the bank. So if you guys want to be BAMFs and support us as well, you can check out our Patreon. We have two tiers, $3 tier and a $10 tier. At the $3 tier, you get put in for monthly drawings for booster packs. This next month is going to be some more Kamigawa set boosters. And then at the $10 tier, you get put in for a drawing to get a uh, commander card that is valued between $15 to $20. And we do a secret Patreon-only live stream now that is scheduled for April 2nd. If you join the Patreon, you can vote on the $10. Or you can vote for the card that is drawn for the $15 to $20 value. We got some cards up there right now. Uh, eight cards, specifically. So go check that out if you're interested to see what they are going to be. And uh, patrons, be be prepared for that live stream. I'm pretty sure it will be more towards the evening that Saturday because it's April the 2nd, Saturday. And, you know, we have kids and we want them to be in bed first. Yes. Anyway, let's not get yes. off topic even more. Okay, so uh, if you guys also... <laughs> And have a 45-minute intro <laughs> like we did last week. So if you guys like what you're hearing so far, you're more than welcome to uh, join Patreon. But if you don't want, if you don't like the idea of joining Patreon, you can check out some playmats that we have. They're pretty badass. You can uh, hit us up on any of the social medias and be like, yo, we want that playmat, and we will send them to you. Maddie K just recently purchased a playmat, and we will send them everywhere. Christian, we sent one to Germany. 
We do not care where you are. We will send them to you. We want these around the world. This week in MTG domination, y'all. So hashtag. If you uh, if you want to support us that way, hit us up. Ask for a playmat. They're twenty bucks, and uh, we'll work out shipping details. Then, if you don't want to hit us up on social media and you're in the FM area or kind of around the Fargo Moorhead area, and check out our amazing sponsor, Jade of Sports Cards and Gaming. They also have our playmats there for twenty bucks. And then you just go up to the counter and be like, I wanted this week an MTG playmat. They will get you one of them fresh fucking playmats, and then you will be a happy owner of one of those fresh fucking playmats. And speaking of JDubs, sports cars and gaming, let's hear an ad from them now. JDubs Sports Cards and Gaming, located in West Acres Mall in Fargo, is your one-stop shop for all your Magic the Gathering needs. In the store, you will find a huge selection of sleeves, playmats, and dice for you to personalize your battlefield with. Along with having a large variety of singles in their display cases, there are also binders and boxes for you to browse through. That much selection means that you will always find something you are looking for. J-Dubs is also the place to gather to play a wide array of formats with friends in the community. There is Commander League on Thursday nights, Modern League on Saturday afternoons, and Legacy Leagues on Sunday afternoons. And who can forget Friday Night Magic every Friday evening? J-Dubs has it all, Amonkhet to Zendikar and ways to sleeve, shuffle, and spell sling. Now let's get back to the episode. So thank you, J-Dubs, for supporting us. Now, this isn't ha- this doesn't have anything to do with J-Dubs, but we got friends of the podcast, Ultima Gaming, whoop, whoop, decided to give us a pre-release pack of Kamigawa Neon Dynasty to give away to y'all. So stick tuned to our social medias. We're going to be posting links for a giveaway, and it's just going to be like, Follow us on all these socials, follow Ultima Gaming. And Send all emails, stuff. all that kind of thing. Yeah. You enter in, you get multiple uh, entries for, the more you do, the more entries you get. And then I think we'll limit it at like two weeks. I think two weeks is a good number. So not next episode, but the following episode is when we'll do the drawing. Heck yeah. For who gets that. And again, we'll send it anywhere that you want. So thank you, Ultima Gaming. Ultima Gaming in Detroit Lakes, Minnesota. If you're more towards the Detroit Lakes region, go check out Ultima. Let uh, let Dave know that this week in MTG, uh, you heard you heard of him through this week in MTG, or you just heard him on there anyway. Yeah, that too. Either way. Okay, so let's jump into the breakdown. The rest of this business here of how this episode is going <clears> to <throat> get laid out for you. Starting off, we're going to jump it to jump at jump at the Boggle Desk with Big G where we have assault report and some information on SCG con indie. Then there's going to be the no modifier up- updates. Yeah, buddy. The events and well, a new the event results Event results. And then maybe a surprise in the upcoming events. Yeah. One of the reasons why nomad is here, man. And then also going to be talking about some other local events coming up from there. Danny has picked a very uh, intoxicating blog. <laughs> And then we're going to continue that intoxication <laughs> to the news where we're going to talk about... You're uh, freaking intoxicated. Potato, tomato. Fuck off. So what if I am? We're going to talk about the Profs Kickstarter, which has done fucking amazing. And I'm excited to uh, excited to talk about it. And then we're going to jump into like the real beefy part of this episode where I'm excited to hear Nomad's because Nomad is the arena expert of This Week in MTG. His opinion on the arena economy. It that sucks. 
after that whole discussion, we're going to jump to the contract currency section where we talk about magic card price trends and all that jazz. From there, we're going to jump to a thoughtcast and talk about magic, because clearly it's magic. Haven't we, haven't we already been doing that? We'll, we'll save that when well, we get there. It's a point, this thoughtcast, where the listeners get to know us a little bit. I don't know if we've done that I, in a while. I think they know who we are pretty well. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe some of the newer people don't know enough about us yet. Okay. So with that, let's jump into this episode. And Big G, we're at the Boggle Desk now. What do you got for us? We are. I've got a salt report. And part of this salt report is towards Danny. But why? It's partly towards you. Okay. but Is, not, it, is it because of Commander? Yes, it's because <laughs> of Commander. All right, so last Thursday night, I got the wonderful privilege to go play some Commander Night at J-Dubs. Got to hang out with some friends, talk some shit across tables, talk some shit at my table, and then I got my shit rocked. Sounds so, all right. So I think I this, it had been a long time since I had pulled out my big green deck. Um, it, it has been a while. It has been a while. Say, say that again very slowly to make sure that everybody heard correctly. My big green deck. Deck. All right, so we're gonna. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you heard that correctly. Um, so it's it's a it's a it elf. not a penis. <laughs> Ads right. clipped. Yep. There we go. There we go. Good. Um, so we're doing this, uh, sitting down with Danny. Um, not really a random guy, but a, a guy I haven't I've seen around. I don't think I've played him outside think, of events. I don't think I've ever played him even in events. Yep. Uh, his name is Ryan, and then sitting down with our buddy Anthony playing too. And I was giving Anthony so much shit because the Saturday before that's he's the one playing freaking stacks, mm-hmm. and it just sucks. He builds damn good decks, but sometimes he builds decks to too just, good to just piss people off, and that's his intent sometimes. Yeah. Um, but we're sitting down, Danny whips out his group hug deck and because none of us have played with Ryan, Ryan kind of presents his decks going, you know, here's my lower one, here's my higher one. And yep. I, I just pointed in the middle and it ended up being an, is it sp- L slinger deck? Yep. So Danny, what was the, what was the card you turned out? Turn five, force fruition. <laughs> yep. Oh my God, Danny. <laughs> so Danny plays that past his turn. It goes to Ryan. And Ryan's just sitting, like, he just had this look on his face, and I was worried because I'm next in the turn yep. order. And so he just starts playing spells and getting to draw seven cards each time, and eventually gets Niv Mizzet out. Oh, hey, I'm going to draw seven cards, seven damage. I'm going to draw seven cards, seven damage. And it goes, and I'm just sitting here, like, okay, maybe he's going to be the guy that just, you know, spreads it out evenly. Nope, he went nope. right after Gary. Motherfucker just <laughs> laser focused on me. And I'm just like, I have nothing on my field. Like, I'm just sitting here. I'm playing big dumb creatures that haven't even presented themselves on the field yet. Yeah. Like, I think I had an elvish archdruid, and that was about it. <laughs> you had more like, than I did. Like, that was, no, clearly not because he kept you alive going, I need the, to keep Danny the alive. The only reason he kept me alive is because I gave him seven cards every time he cast Yeah, exactly. So, laser focused in on me, and I'm just sitting here like, dude, it's fucking turn five. Spread that shit out. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Fucking kills me. And then I'm just sitting here, well, well there we go. But then the funny piece of, of the salt report, so a little bit of sweet for me at the end is... He did a misplay, and mm-hmm. he didn't um, bounce Danny's card back into his hand, so that way he could stop getting damage. 
So he almost fucking, I think he did end up decking himself, didn't he? Or did uh, he? He decked himself because uh, one of the Niv-Mizzets is whenever an opponent casts a spell, you draw have a card. to draw a card. Yep. Yep. So he decked himself. Yep. So, <laughs> so he decked himself. Turn five, I took two people out without doing anything, and then Anthony just annihilated my ass. Well, but then that part was, all right, uh, I looked at Anthony. You going to finish this quick, or do I have time to run to the shop real quick? I run to the shop, but keep an eye out. And so I popped my head back into the event center, and I think this was only like 10 minutes, but in my head it played out longer. Yeah. I popped my head in once. Hey, Ryan. Has Anthony killed Danny yet? <laughs> he yells back, no, come back in five. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, it was a fun game. And then when we changed up our decks, I'm like, well, I didn't even really play this deck. I'm going to play green again. <laughs> um, but then came to the realization that I forgot that I had built my green deck to be a little bit less competitive deck. I didn't put Crater Hoof Behemoth in it. Yep. Uh, that's where this conversation came yep. from. So uh, I did I did have Enmaze. Uh, um, uh, oh, shit. Enmaze Runners? Is that what it is? Enmaze four, four Runners. There we yep. go. Four Runners. Did have that card in there at least. So it's like a, you know, Crater Hoof Jr. Yep. But, yep, came to that realization. But anyway, let's go ahead and talk about some SEG Con Indie. There we go. So... If you guys weren't paying attention, SEG Con Indie had a, a un, well, not unique event. This event has been done before, but it hasn't been done in a little while as far as what we've reported on. It was a three-player team event where seat A was the legacy player, seat B was the modern player, and seat C was the pioneer player. And one of the one of the notes here is it's ununified construction, so players could use the copies of the same card between decks. They did eight rounds of Swiss on Saturday, and then the top 20 teams and all teams with 18 or more match points, so six or more wins, advanced to day two. Day two on Sunday was five rounds of Swiss, and then the top six teams advanced to a three-round single elimination playoff, where first and second ranked teams received a bye in that first round of playoffs. So because it is apparently a pain in the butt to try to find some statistics as far as metagame. I just grabbed the top three teams and just to kind of talk a little bit about what their decks were. I didn't pull up the deck list just because I figured we could take this one maybe on a little bit different path before we get to no modifier event results. Mm -hmm. Much hype for that. Yes. So in first place is the Andrew Ellen Bogan team. Um, it only gives the one person's name. So if you're listening and you are a part of this team going, Big G, what the fuck? Why didn't you say my name? It's because what I was looking at only gave one name. So for the Legacy player, they had an Is It Delver deck. For the Modern player, four-color Blink Yorion deck. And Pioneer, they rock some five-color humans. And that was the first place team, or rather the first ranked team at the end of the event. And then in the second ranked place, we have Kyle Moron where the legacy one was a Jeskai control deck, mono-white humans controlling, well, there not controlling, we but stomping through on modern, and then Is It Phoenix being the pioneer deck for that team. And then the third-ranked team, we have James Wager um, with mono-blue affinity for legacy, Boros Burn for modern, and mono-red aggro for the pioneer deck. So, kind of what I wanted to go on this one. One, are you surprised 
by the modern decks that are in the top three at all, guys. Uh, remember, we are now in the post Lyris yes. fucking modern era. No. So I was not surprised by the Yorion deck because we kind of talked about it a little bit that Yorion is starting to maybe go up a little bit with Lurus ban. But the humans one, I'm surprised. What I'm surprised there by is it's mono white versus multicolor. Because anytime I see a humans deck around here, it's been multicolor. True. And then I'm not even surprised by Burn. Burn shows up every now and then and just spanks every now and then. They have their time. Right? Um, I'm not versed enough in Legacy, but I know that control decks are pretty standard, so I'm not surprised to see all three of them, some variation of blue. When you got Brainstorm, it's kind of hard to be like... I was going to say, doesn't blue basically dominate Legacy? Yeah. Like, if you're not playing blue, you shouldn't be playing. The the crazy thing for my... Depends on the meta, I believe. The crazy thing from my understanding with that uh, Just Guy combo deck is looking at it, they got Hull, Bre- uh, Hull Breaker Horrors in, or not Hull Breaker Horrors, Hull Breachers. They got Hull Breachers, remember it. I that, was about to say, you got a half chub right there. They got a half chub. But no, uh, Hull Breacher. This card is still super fucking good. Uh, even though you can't play it in Commander, Legacy loves the fuck out of this card. Right. And this uh, Just Guy combo deck also has uh, Narset Part of, Parter of Veils to be. Uh, stopping your opponents from drawing cards key card notable card not key card notable card that came out in kamigawa neon dynasty when i was looking at this list the wandering emperor in fucking legacy right yeah this card has been making waves and people are reevaluating of what they thought this card was honestly i love the damn card playing you know a little bit of a teaser playing in the no modifier event and just testing out my deck beforehand I fucking loved getting a freaking flash that thing and an exile a card. It's yeah, it's a flash removal and then a body or, pumper the next or even if you or even flash make a body to block a one one type of a thing. Yep. And I don't know, it's just really cool. I like it, so I'm not surprised to see it moving around in different formats too. Because I mean, if you can use and abuse it a little bit in standard, you better believe you can probably do that in. Oh, for sure. You know, a more eternal event or format like Legacy. Yeah. So even modern uh, Azorius Control is popping up as a very potent deck again, running like two to four Wandering Emperors and stuff that we've seen on uh, challenges and in the leagues as well. But here's here's the final question I have for this one: When we do one of these events, who's doing what format? Because we're all kind of modern guys. I'd probably go Pioneer. Yeah, I was about to say, Danny would be closer uh, doing very well with Pioneer because he loves his fucking... Uh, Mono Red Burn. Gutter there Snipe. And, like, yep. Mono Red is good. Uh, JMTG, MTG Drip on Twitter, loves right now uh, Mono Red in Pioneer as a deck. So, like, that would be, like, Danny's thriving point. Now, Already have one built. So there now then it would be, <laughs> like, between the two of us of who's going to do Legacy. I don't know, like... I. I don't know what your card collection looks like if you have more legacy cards. Like, I got jack shit for legacy cards. It looks like you and I are making some bullshit legacy deck for the other one, and it's one a- of us is playing modern. <laughs> it's a rock, paper, scissors to that point. Yep. It, I think it's at that. The So the I, reason I bring it up is because I, I like this idea of you get to be it's a, a, team event. a team event. And... Wait, if you're telling the truth right now, I'm going to be super freaking excited about a team event at J-Dubs. Okay, fucking, you keep talking. I'm going to look this up real quick. Um, I always like the idea of a team event. I've talked about it with my buddies from college, um, and we've done something like it. I think it was just kind of a, 
It's more of a bullshit tabletop kind of yeah. thing. <clears throat> but it would be so freaking cool to sit and do a team event and collaborate with two other people to, okay, how are we going to do the best? Nothing official yet, Wade says in Quit the chat. Spreading what a lies. dick. What lies. a dick. Anyway, I think it would be really cool, and if that happens to happen at J-Dubs, I, uh, I, I nominate we just be a team. That, yeah, I'd, I'd be down to that. And we all have to rep some uh, this week in MTG swag. Remember, uh, we're not we're not at the upcoming events and stuff, but we got I, the. the I nerd- suppose I have to get him a shirt now. I have an old one from Rob's. <laughs> the NRG series. Yeah, but you need one of the new ones with their new logo and all the hashtags on the back. In Minneapolis, anyway. The NRG series coming to Minneapolis is going to be a team event as That's well. That's right. So. It's in May. I think it's the oh, oh it's shit. It's the twenty first because okay. I have a wedding to go to. <sighs> what a lay man! You gotta figure Dude, that shit. Dude, May out. is booked up for me. I've got spring meeting for a group that I do some volunteer work for. I've got Wade's bachelor party the very next weekend. Who I've, cares about Wade? You're. You know what? You're <laughs> right. You're right. Let's find a different event to go to. He Wait. can plan his own bachelor hold, party. Hold, hold on a second. Wait. How about we do this for your bachelor party? We just get. We, go we down, just all go down to Minneapolis. Exactly. There. There's. You have a bachelor party at the Magic Tournament. Exactly. But but also down at the cities, there's this uh, dance club called the Medusa. That's a pretty good place to fucking go to. Wait. Yeah, it is. Wait. Where's my invite? Where the fuck is my invite for this? <laughs> uh, Got plans, sir. But no, I've always liked the idea of doing a team event. Like I, I really love Two Headed Giant. Unfortunately, I will be busy for um one of the upcoming Two Headed Giant events that's going to be in the area. But it is what is. Mm-hmm. But let's go ahead and move over to the results from the Nomad event that we had featuring our Discord. So we weren't able to fire off the actual event we were wanting to do, but we did a test run of seeing how things kind of worked, doing league-style play and everything, mm-hmm. because Sur- we had seven smooth. people. Yep. Yeah, we surprisingly had... smooth. Yeah. It worked very well. And it did, because you know we have talked about it where we were hyping up the event, going, hey, just join league play. And honestly, we, for the most part, we were done within a week and a half, just kind of trying to line up schedules and everything. But Cheeks were clapped. There was last oh. hat along the way. So last week, last week, Danny and I were matched up, and after we were done with the recording, we looked at each other. You want to just bust out our, our game? Yep. And holy shit, I got my cheeks, cheeks slapped together. But anyway, let's talk about the ultimate winner who took Danny down in the finals. Oh, yeah. That was such an intense game. And the best part was I was driving home because I stayed home with my daughter because she was sick. So I was at the school making sub notes. And all of a sudden, I pop up on the uh, Discord channel to listen to what's going on. And all I hear is Matt. Oh, Matt, Garrett. Oh, yeah, he's here. He's here. I'm like, yeah, I'm listening in my car. He goes, oh, watch him while you're listening because I didn't see that Danny had it up. And he was streaming his side of the thing. But uh, I'm sitting here listening. And Matt goes, all right, I got you. Live commentary, let's go. And I'm just sitting here going, Danny's going to fucking kill him. <laughs> Danny's going to kill him. T- it wasn't tomorrow. bad, actually. All I can think is, like, why aren't you streaming this? All right, but anyway, the winner took Danny down was Chad D from our Discord. With his vampire deck. With vampire deck. Because, and it was just Rakdos, right? Yep, yep just that Rakdos. thing was gross. It's I got to so play against it. It was so freaking cool. 
And I talked with you guys about it in our best of one, my my little, I'm going to build Voltron deck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I got him in the best of one. But, oh, so did I. <laughs> but uh, but then he annihilated my ass. Oh, like my two God. Games. Well, no. So we played a best of one, and then we played our best of three. I got my cheeks slapped about as bad as I did against you. But, yeah. yeah his 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 deck was a lot faster than mine. Oh, it was so good, too. I also, I I also drew, I think I also drew five or six lines in a that row. That was bad. That was the one that day yeah. <laughs> Matt was broadcasting yeah, for that me. Yeah, w- that was bad. All right. But you know what? The game of the tournament was Matt and... Shandy. Yeah, the, yeah, that one was fucking intense. Okay, so yeah, you're down to one life for five turns. Okay, so the, I was say I was saving this for my salt report for this exact moment because the the intensity that was that game. Game one, um, game one came to me. I controlled the fuck out of him. Game two, he got super aggressive. But uh, mm-hmm. game three, we were playing. It got to like turn seven. He got me down to what was it seven or eight? It was pretty late in the game. I was playing the pretty much the almost whole stock uh, control deck that came pre-made uh, with the uh, with with Arena when you when you play standard. I made a couple changes. I added the uh, Fortel draw uh, scry to draw to, and I added the life of Toshira Umazawa, which mm-hmm. I love that card because of. <laughs> Because of this, fucking I've been, blue player. It's blacks. It's a black enchantment saga, sir. But you're a blue player. Okay, so so it's like turn eight. I am down to one life. Like these vampires have legitimately fucking put me down to like no life. Uh, game two, uh, game one, game two. Uh, Chad D had shown that he had play with fire. The one red drop deal two damage to any target if mm-hmm. it's a creature dies uh, or if it's a player scry one and stuff. And it's like he had that and the Voldaren epi- uh, ah, the fucking Voldaren guy. Yeah, that guy. And any of those, like those cards, he drew two game three. So there's two left in his deck and he was cycling through his blood tokens like ridiculous. And uh, every time I just had uh, a kill spell to keep his board down to keep me alive. And then I was Imagine able to that. like keep up with uh, Skull Raid to discard his cards. So it was like he was at zero cards. I was at like two cards for like the rest. But one was a land and stuff. And I'm just chilling at one fucking life. And I am swinging with uh, the ooze. The fuck is that ooze? Uh, the, the gelatinous cube. I had the gelatinous cube in like no. a two on the, uh, the merfolk. Was that right, Chad? Uh, Nomad? Uh... Or was that game two that I was? Or was that game one that I was clapping? That was not game three. That was not game three. Yeah, game three. I just like had some bullshit card that kept him alive. It happens. Well, I so I played Christian the week before last or last night. He had me at negative negative two, but because my guy had lifelink, I came back to two and won the game. No, like three turns later. The intensity of games that get to that point. So, yeah, fucking Christian, Chad D, you guys. Well, the, the point of Matt's story, though. Oh, yeah. Is yeah. He kept, uh, Chad D kept uh, using his uh, blood tokens, but he couldn't find the play with fire. No, no, Matt he sub- he subbed out all the play with fires game three, he told me afterwards. Yeah. So he only had yeah, the Vidolin Epicures. He had, took, he had boarded them out. 
Oh, if he would have had that, he would have been so dead. It was so intense. It was. Like I said, so it was like turn eight when this, like, I got down to one life. And I lived five turns afterwards at one life and was able to come back and just win the game. I had no right to win that fucking game. But uh, Chad was saying that in the control matchup, like, play with fire is not that good because you're not dropping that many creatures. (laughs) Lo and behold... (laughs) If he had uh, eight sources of dealing direct damage to me. Well, he had like 11 mana if he just pulled any direct damage. I meant what? to ask him to send Garrett or Big G the... Um, you can use either list. name. Yeah, I, I did I, message... I forgot to ask him to, for a deck list. But well, and I had messaged him too, but I'm guessing he might have been a little busy. So we will, we'll give, we'll give a rundown of the deck list the next black week. black and red vampires. It was a good deck. Uh, yeah, uh... It, it was just making blood tokens. He had the uh, the three one that would flip if there were five five blood tokens that would then turn bloods into bats. And from my understanding, game one is what is is how Chad D fucking just dominated Big G there. Oh god, he dominated the shit out of me both of the games, man. <laughs> like game two, uh, that was essentially I just his deck just went. Yeah, yeah. Turn one, he puts that uh, red vampire out, yep. and then turn two, he has. The black, black, uh, black, red vampire that pumps and yeah, it's every Dude. every every step he has something that just the curve on that deck is ridiculous. Like it's it's very it solid, is. and if you have no way to like d- directly interact with that right away, like you are gonna be at such a low life before you know it to where it's just like he is just a few turns. Well, that's what spells. Away that's the thing with his deck is if you don't have an answer for it right away, you won't have an answer for it. Yeah. Well, I was playing sacrifice reanim- you know reanimation type deck and. Three out of the four games, he got Valentine out right away mm-hmm. on the first turn. I'm like, ah, good game. Yep. Yeah. Once he gets that one, that one drop out, it's like, okay, well, there's game. I'm like, you just can't come back. I can't, I can't use him as a resource. Yep. It's so good. It's so fucking good as a one drop. This has nothing to do with the fucking standard format, but I feel like Valentine could definitely be seeing modern play, but that's neither here nor there. No mod. You were running a, a mono black deck in this event. I didn't. I, I did not have the pleasure to play against you and get my cheeks yeah, clapped we were, by you. We tied for third, fourth, so I just conceded no point in playing. Right, so it was basically, um, you know, the blood, you know, shambling uh, ghast, deadly dispute, and then I had the the witches in there to make pests, and then loth, and I had a. A new one, Invoke Despair, which makes you sacrifice a creature oh, and enchantment and a planeswalker. He pulled out a creature on turn four before I could play that that made me discard my highest card. I think it was the Connoisseur, something, the City something. Okay. The ring a bell. Anyway, so I had to, I had to discard that. If I would have, if he wouldn't have played that, I would have had a chance. But no, his deck was, was way too fast, and he was taking all the stuff I'm, you know, making me discard and exiling all my creatures, so I had no more. My graveyard wasn't a resource; I had nothing. Yeah. Oh, I just want to point out one of the one of the techs in his deck that I did not realize was a fucking tech was Den of the Bugbear. Uh, game <clears throat> one or was it game three? Uh, game one or game three? Yeah. He activated mm-hmm. his Den of the Bugbear. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. And then he tapped more mana to activate it again. And I'm like, okay, that can't clearly be like a misclick 
that he's doing this. But apparently, Den of the Bugbear, it double triggers then, so it makes two goblins. Oh, it was totally game three, because I would have been dead. That's right. So he like activated Den of the Bugbear, and I killed it on the second activation of it. I'm like, he's doing this for a purpose that I just don't understand. After the game is when he told me, it's like, Den of the Bugbear, if I would have done that twice, it would have been like stamped with, when this attacks, make it a goblin twice. So that would have had three creatures attacking at me and the one goblin would have made it through because it's at one life so i killed it at the most opportune moment uh with flunk the give a creature neg x neg x equal to seven minus the number of cards in their hand yeah. and so that was so fucking intense like that deck was ridiculous that match was so fucking ridiculous oh my god but yeah are you guys seeing the manlands in modern uh, Hulk, every now and then, right the Hall of the Ice or Frost, the Ice H- or Frost, Hall of the Storm Giants there is like played in uh, control decks. One of the cart, one of the uh, the manlands that I haven't seen very frequently that I think is honestly better than um, uh, Creeping Tarpet that I think is better than Creeping Tarpet is uh, Hive of the Eye Tyrant mm-hmm. because it has Menace, which is low-key kind of close to unblockable enough but it also exiles cards from the graveyard it's the same yes. amount of damage that it does it's uh you got to activate it's it's like five mana to deal three and when i say five mana it also includes tapping the hive of the eye tyrants to attack yeah. and stuff i so, always run that because of um <laughs> disturb disturb is pretty big it is it is and in modern, it's just like eats all the graveyard synergies. Uh, but one of the big ones is definitely Den of the Bugbear in the prowess mono red uh, aggro style decks because it just makes another token. And it's, mm. it's four mana to activate for a th- it's a three, four fucking goblet the Den of the Bugbear is yep. when it turns itself into it. And then it gets a one one. So uh, those are the ones that see play. You don't see the, the Hydra land as often and you don't see the cave of the ice dragon as often in modern it's mm. uh in order you got den of the bugbear uh hall of the storm giants and then i'd probably say that hive of the eye tyrants would see a little more play but i still think that's an underrated card i think that's better than hall of the storm giants my opinion i am wrong a lot of the time i'm just a schmuck with a mic so yeah you are yep <laughs> Well, Nomad, why don't we actually do things out of order? I know you're not looking at the show notes, but I am. Uh, why don't we talk about upcoming event we got coming by you? So what do we got? Sure. So since uh, on the heels of that one, uh, the Arena League, we're going to put together a Brawl League. Whoop, whoop. So it's going to be the same deal. You have to be a Discord member because we want you to communicate with your opponents through Discord. And just hang out with us. We, we're kind of cool. Hang out. We're kind or, of cool enough. Nomad is like truly awesome. Like listen to some of his stories and shit is intense. <laughs> so just join the Discord just for Everyone Nomad stories. Hang out with for sure. We're bearable at, at most. Yeah. yeah. That's, a, that's the engineer in you talking. Um, <laughs> I'm not an engineer. Sir, sir, watch yourself. I'm not. You're an engineer. So, I'm not though. <laughs> yeah, listen to the sanitation engineer. Watch your mouth, you motherfucker. <laughs> garbage man. I'm garbage to this man. garbage coming out of this <laughs> guy. <laughs> no, my continue. Sorry. All right. But, and moving forward, the, uh, of course, you need a Wizards account in Arena, obviously. We're going to play uh, when you build your deck, we want you to build Friendly Brawl. 
So this is going to allow you to use arena cards and historic cards, but not the new rebalanced. There's going to be the old school ones. What? No the alchemy? No alchemy. Get that shit out of here. Fuck no, alchemy. There's alchemy in there. Alchemy. You can use whatever you want. It's friendly. All right, fine. Okay. If you say well, if you, so. If you use the code play Neo Alchemy, you can get three free packs. I already I whipped that one in today with a few code cards I found from playing in League nice. myself. So. Good deal. That's how free cards are the best. Um, So a friendly ball deck is 40 cards. And a regular brawl is a hundred. We're gonna settle around. We're gonna settle at sixty. Make it friendly for newer newer people. Yep. But if uh, are we allowing people to play more than this is sixty minimum? I'd say sixty minimum. Yeah. Sixty minimum it is. Uh, we're gonna play round robin uh, starting April fifteenth. So that's what three weeks. We'll get it rolling. That is uh, is that a pre-release? Uh... I thought that was like next week. Uh, I don't know. I picked it because it was tax day. Yeah, yeah, yeah that might work just it's fine. Either way, we're playing league style, so I mean, it's, it's not league like league style, right? You know, if the people, it is pre-release weekend. I think it is, and you know what? In between rounds, because they stomped or they got stomped, they can mm-hmm. quick bust out some some league play, right? Well, we're doing three weeks, so I want all the games to be played uh, by Sunday night, May eighth, so that. Uh, Big G can do the results in his sexy baritone voice on May 9th. Yeah, see, <laughs> see, with Nomad just hyping me up, I don't even need an ego for myself. It's going to be a little bit different. We're not going to do, like, rounds. We're going to have you contact each other to schedule. So just pick somebody. You know, you can start in your people, you know, knock out those games, and you can start reaching out into the field to get all your games. We are right super- now... No matter how many people sign sign up, I got one guaranteed prize of your choice of one of two Commander Precons, and I'll post that on the Discord, a picture of them. The show hosts and I are not going to take prizes. So if you if it's only one person joins and you lose to all four of us, you still get a Commander deck. Yep. Good for that one person. <laughs> <laughs> Christian. It, it probably will be Christian this time. I am fine with getting like to 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 get used as key kitty litter against Christian. Well, speaking of, so if we get up to eight people, we're gonna throw in some more. I don't know, Matt. You were saying precons or something. Yes, I have shit to give away. So yeah, giveaways. I got some random packs left over from the last event, and what we're gonna do is random. Um, prizes for different things that we've picked out secretly. Um, so I can't really tell you what they are, but uh, certain win-loss ratios or whatever. It would be totally random, so it, you have a very good chance of winning something. We'll, I'll give one hint right here, because to, to help entice... Shut up, Matt. To help entice people to join <laughs> Matt, the Discord for Matt, this. Matt, shut up. So the, shut up. The, the one, shut up. The one shut up. thing that you shut can up. do... Shut up. Hey, Danny. Chapman is shut probably, up. Shut up. <laughs> Chapman is probably intoxicated. So Good, the, shut up. So the one thing, since uh, there's going to be like uh, an unknown headhunter count for Nomad, Danny, Ooh. Big G, and I. So if you win against a match with us, you will get uh, something. We'll we'll leave it at that. There is something. 
that you will get. You if spoiled you be- mine. Everyone, everyone, play me. I will just lose. <laughs> might have to redefine the terms of this hun- <laughs> headhunter agreement. We might. I have a surprise pro- uh, that I wanted to put out there that these guys don't know about. Ooh, so I don't even know about every this person, every player that beats Matt. Horseshit. Is going to be put in a drawing for a blue theme booster. <laughs> yes. Crimson bow. Yes, I'm in. So Matt's going to have to. I am. More I am so disappointed wheel. in you right now. <laughs> Danny so no, disappointed in you right now. You, Matt, because he doesn't want a blue theme booster. <laughs> so disappointed in you. You know what? You know what? I feel like we should just get Danny a blue theme booster pack anyway, with how much he truly loves blue. Here's the I'm thing. Here, here's the thing. I'm fine with the color blue. It's actually one of my personal favorite colors. It's you heard it here but first. Not this is, magic colored. This is clipped. This is fucking yep. clipped. Make sure to out clip. Of, this is out of context. You <laughs> are fucking gonna get smoked on BuzzFeed and That's other. Fine. Like, fucking... That's fine. The reason I hate blue so much is because those who play blue more times than not are complete control players. He says as he's looking directly into my eyes right now. Still looking directly into my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> well, while they're lovingly gazing into each other's eyes. Nomad, you got anything else for the Brawl League there, bud? Yep. Uh, last uh, but not least, head into the Discord. Go to the Brawl League 2022 channel and tell us you're in. Um, me and Big G get you on the uh, spreadsheet and uh, that spreadsheet will be shared once it starts and you can uh, see who was all in, who to challenge. Perfect. And I did get that. So I've got it. We're ready to go. We're getting set up and ready to play some league. All right. Cool. Well, awesome. Thanks, man. And I always, you know what? I really appreciate you getting the ball rolling on some of this stuff with us. So yeah, join this one. This is going to be the last one I do probably till fall because it's uh, summer in the great white north and we got to do fun stuff. Fun stuff like go to lakes and get drunk. Exactly. We yeah, do that yeah. year round. Get drunk in a different. Get drunk outside. Very much so. Christian, I'm playing a mobile game because other guys were talking, and I can just hit uh, auto run. Oh my god! So no, worse than the candy crushing, crushing golf. That First fucking... of all, excuse me. Fuck sir. you. Excuse me, sir. I don't have to stare at my phone while I do it. I can just go auto play. He's lazy. <laughs> uh. Marvel Strike Force is a wonderful game, and you should shut up. And second of all, I don't play Candy Crush. You're right. It's the knockoff of Candy Crush. Anyway, let's, let's, go into, Candy Crush. let's go into one of our next local events here. We've been talking about it for a little while. Paradox Comics and Cards is doing their Crazy 8. And last weekend, they did the Chaos Draft, which I was unable to grab specific details for the decks. But if if and when I get that, I will go ahead and try to remember to put some stuff in the show notes so we can talk about it a little bit. But here we go. The next one coming up is a modern event, and that is this Saturday, March 26th, and it starts up at 1 o'clock p.m., not a.m., so don't show up there bright-eyed and bushy-tailed right after midnight. Or maybe do. Get a few beers in you and then go down and see what happens. You can, yeah, do, it. You can, do, you can do that either way at 1 p.m. too. Yep. But it is 
like I said, it is the modern format. It's going to have Swiss rounds. It's going to cut into tops. Again, this is going to be relevant to how many people show up, whether it's four or eight or more, because mm-hmm. who knows? But just like last time, first place, you're getting that crazy eight play mat along with a final table seat for the final event, which we don't know what it is. The golden ticket. <clears throat> no idea. We From, don't know. Maybe they win Paradox. Ooh, maybe. <laughs> I don't think that's the case, but I know that Rich is super excited. He's like, I have time to figure out like the best thing to do for this. It's I'm Even if I don't get in... Because I don't know how likely it is I'll be able to go play a Saturday event in the next yeah. handful of weeks. Either way, I might try, but the downside too is the final table event is on May 14th. Mm-hmm. And I'll be at a bachelor party. Or Wade can just have his bachelor party at the event. Yeah, we're going to be doing other stuff. Anyway. Wait, where's my invite? We were already going to Minneapolis. We are. We're doing everything. We can Every, travel that far. All the things. It's only all three hours. Wait, where's our invite? We're just not going to let Wade drive. Well, that was no, kind of plan drive. anyway. He's but here we go. Hey, shut up. <laughs> That's my line. Chapman, we're sorry. I can't help that it sounds better coming out of my shut voice. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> all right, but just like last time, based off of 16 people showing up at least, Four and is going to get you six packs. Three and one is going to get you four. Two and two gets you two packs. And everything else, you get your one pity pack. But make sure to show up. These events end up being fun. This is kind of that awesome, really awesome kind of style of, of programmed events to lead up to something cool and something crazy and something awesome. So make sure you stop by Paradox. But if, you know what, playing in one of these crazy eight events isn't your thing, make sure to go to J-Dubs. We have Modern League and... Legacy League on Saturday and Sunday, respectively, starting up at noon. You show up, you play some league games, you get some points, and you get moving along the day. But, Danny, I believe you're up with the blog talk, sir. Finally. Why don't you hit us with that hot hey, news? Hey, Matt, I got a question for you. How long have we been recording? Don't worry about it. Just I get just to your blog talk. Just move that over there so you can't see the screen. <laughs> just well over an hour. He can still see that side of it, dude. One hour and four minutes is what I see. Anyway, you're eating up time that you tell us that you don't eat up by drawing attention to it. I don't. Anyway. We just gotta I'm just educating people how long Matt talks. Oh my god. So it's anyway, it's Matt, before you before you say anything, uh, we go <laughs> we go to Mark Rosewater's uh blog talk. Um this week we go to Jack Captain Jack Harness. They asked, Can we please get more info? On just how Halo differs from Prohibition, with its rec- analog to alcohol being illegal at the time and the mob and such, it's hard to draw any other conclusion but this being a reference to uh, insulin substance er- uh, usage in the game. Mark's reply is a very, in- I guess, insightful one, but not really. Um, so. Here it is. Part of the building of a world based on real-world influences is incorporating the elements you like while not incorporating the ones you don't. We're not, uh, you're not beholden to things being exactly the same. For Streets of Nukapena, we wanted a resource that, was, that the various factions could fight over, but weren't interested, interested in it being illicit drug. So we leaned into a fantasy element to make that substance something that's enhanced... That's something that enhanced magic use. 
As we get into the Streets of Nukapenna's story and previews, you'll learn what makes Halo so powerful. So is this here, right? Uh, so we're going to talk about that in the news here. In I know seconds, we are. And I love the fact I'm, that. I made you change that. You did. So here's a little history lesson. This week in history for you all magic folks out Fuck there. Fuck off. I don't know if you guys knew this, but uh, the Volstead Act, that was one of the acts that helped uh, pass prohibition in the early 1900s. Volstead was a Senate member of the House of Minnes or not the House, uh, in in the Senate seat in Minnesota, and super conservative, and he was one of the people that helped push the Prohibition Act. So Minnesota fucking helped push Prohibition. The next door neighbor, the drunkest, one of the drunkest, or actually the two drunkest states. D- didn't, we didn't also there- carried Mondale in eighty two, so <laughs> nineteen eighty. This week in history. <laughs> But but uh, our shirt needs to be bigger. <laughs> We're basically on a dress length now. Pretty pretty soon, our shirts are gonna look like a fucking uh, what's the handkerchief name? Like what what's the design of a handkerchief? Isn't there a special P name for that? It's gonna look like plaid. It's a bunch of fucking words of all the hashtags of what we are. But anyways, yes, the Volstead Act. Sure, Volstead was a uh, Minnesota House of Representative, or was a was a uh, a Senate a senator. That helped push this act to be a thing to stop uh, Americans from having alcohol. Clearly did not work out that well because us Americans like alcohol. Here, cheer, cheers. 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 Fuck Volstead. <laughs> Nomad, you're in Minnesota. How do you feel about the fact that Minnesota started or helped push prohibition to the point that the, that the act that made prohibition was after the fucking senator? Of Minnesota. We didn't care because we were so close to Canada. You had booze anyway. Accepted. Much appreciated. And there was also a uh, tunnel underneath the Red River between Grand Forks and East Grand Forks. What? Yep. There's a tunnel from Blue Moon in East Grand Forks underneath the river to the uh, bar in West Fargo. uh, Grand Forks. (laughs) West Fargo. Bullshit. No, there is. There's a fucking tunnel under the Red River from the Blue Moon fucking bar. Yes. In Grand Forks. Yep. To East Grand Forks. In East Grand Forks. The Blue Moon's in East Grand Forks. Oh, is it in East Grand Forks? Yeah. Yeah. I thought Blue Moon was in Grand Forks. No, it's in East East Grand Forks. Okay, my bad, my bad. And then I believe it was like where the old Joe DiMaggio's was. Oh, okay, okay, okay. In Grand Forks, there's an underground tunnel. My mind is actually blown on that fact. Can is there like a walk through that shit? No. Fuck off. I'm God sure. Damn. I'm sure that things collapse. But yeah, there's people like people I used to work with when I lived in Grand Forks. Like yeah, there's a tunnel that you could get to from Blue Moon's like back door or back office or whatever. Prohibition tunnels are like some of the coolest things and like the embodiment embodiment of American ingenuity. <laughs> Smuggling tunnels. Salem, Massachusetts, fun fact, has a lot of those tunnels that connect houses in there. Yeah, because they're all witches. It wasn't for the fucking witches. It's a big fucking port town. Witches were a thing, yes, but it's a fucking port town, too. God damn it. Okay, let's continue. We have witches. Hey, that's a lot of backlash coming out of you, man. Why don't you save it for Halo? Yeah, Matt. What, are we fucking show me your pinkies? Are we doing this? Are we doing some Halo right now? Just get with the news. What the fuck? Who doesn't? 
What? You don't have a long ass pinky nail just for fucking? I fucking chew my nails. I don't have any long nails. Oh, so you're chewing the halo? So what are you just like dipping it, putting it right in between your fucking gums there? Just no, he gets he gets it in a chew pouch. I don't have time for this shit. (laughs) Oh, sorry. I just eat it. (laughs) Fuck. I thought he was talking about us bullshit, and he's talking about Halo. Also, you guys are talking <laughs> shit. I don't have time for this. So, hey, kids. Do you like drugs? You do. <laughs> Any parent listening to this, we are sorry. We are not for child Matt's, appropriate. For, for Matt's choice of words. We have covered this before. We are not child appropriate. If a fucking kid is listening to this, first off, I'm sorry. Your parents got to like watch your screen time or something. Like Spotify that. is not censored. Oh, kids. Kids, don't listen to us. We are not. We I'm are just not yeah, a, little I, la- a little late for that. I'm, I'm just saying Spotify is not censored. Okay, why don't you go ahead and restart that one so that way we're not interrupting you. Again. Go ahead. Hey, kids, do you like drugs? I do, Matt. Oh, boy. Oh, you boy. You do? That's great. Papa Watsy, Wizards of the Coast, thought you might. Thanks, Papa Watsy. We're getting sued. <laughs> After giving us a fix of cardboard crack, legit Cardboard for sure. crack for the past almost 30 years. We're getting sued. <laughs> they have acknowledged <laughs> they support some other addictive tendencies. We're going to be out over Twitter all day tomorrow and all night next week. <sighs> this weekend, we're fired. <laughs> <laughs> Now's the time to join the Discord, guys. <laughs> We'll oh boy! <laughs> Would you finish your scripted read here that you made yourself? Can you stop laughing? I'm tearing up right now. I'm you you wrote this and you're I laughing at your it. own jokes. It's so good. So, <laughs> over on the Wizards Play Network website, a site that is used for stores to get image assets, news, and ideas on how to run WPN stores. <laughs> Posted an article talking about the Streets of New Capenna pre-release and what stores can do to help immerse the players into the event. Now we're inserting the aliens meme, you know, from the History Channel. But the text at the bottom is going to be Halo. Copyright infringement. Jesus. (sighs) Okay. So one of the biggest things that's like swept the internet by storm is Watsy talking about Halo on this WPN article. So, quote from the, uh, I don't know, the, the hand that feeds, the mouth that speaks article. Halo is a magical substance that rules the criminal underworld in New Capenna, sought after by all for its magic-enhancing qualities. It comes in many forms, such as crystals, liquids, and vapors, and you may consider adding your own to your in-store events. You might present this ethereal substance by adding stones or crystals as part of your decorations, but if you'd rather serve it as a snack or beverage, you can get creative by using treats like rock candy and fruity punch. Remember, please do not serve, please do not serve in beverage where commonly associated with alcoholic beverages, i.e., martini glasses the fact they left out red solo cups is an insult just that's my own they're not rednecks (laughs) remember magic is for all 
all ages, and everyone should feel welcome. Red Solo Cup. They're from the they're from the coast, not the Midwest. Oh, so boy. instead of martini glasses, what are they fucking being like dime bags? Just have your fucking rocks in the dime bag. I'm sorry. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. This week. I definitely am not drunk enough for this shit. This weekend, Danny's quitting. We're hiring a new co-host <laughs> He's because of our bullshit. He's going to come back next week. Yeah, you know. he probably will. He loves us too much. I'll just take a couple weeks off. He takes a couple of hits of Halo, and he's all good. I don't take hits. I just eat it. Even better. Who needs shrooms when you have Halo? Why do you think Danny is always a glow? All righty. Because I'm sleep deprived? I thought it was because of your big pinky nail. Dude, I see that you got some scratches like right underneath your nose oh, there, my. Bud. Okay, here we go. Let's talk about some stuff happening with the professor in Tellurian Community oh. College. Yeah, Hold on. I have right. one, one question. Let, let, let's hear it, Nobot. So, this lore, is it actual halos that they're like grinding up and like angel halos? Uh, I don't think that's been, that been spoiled yet. No, no, no. Okay. I want to know if the angels are uh, doing any horn. So, so. Big G was going to steal the rest of this article here. I'm sorry that I decided to <laughs> to joke off and talk about a little, little, little too far. I'm sorry, man. I can't help it. So, Watson, after after all of the backlash, not backlash, backlash, the interactions online, <laughs> backlash. Would you say that some people are having like uh, withdrawals? It was a very, it was kind of an inappropriate <laughs> way of doing it. I don't know. I'm fine with like fucking having crystals and fruity punch. But anyways, Watsy had went on a response uh, on a Reddit thread about uh, called New Capenna is ruled by a drug called Halo. And the Watsy team commented saying, hey there, folks, wanted to weigh in here. Okay, uh, before I go into this, people online were super upset at the fact that uh, Watsy was kind of bringing all this together to like really put not push but like it heavily implied that this is illicit drugs like that has affected people like in all seriousness if there's a drug addiction in in a loved one's life like this is a serious topic we do joke about it and we like it's, it's it's rough to talk about for sure uh, it's all in good humor. We'll just say that there. There's no harsh feelings. If you want to call us out on it, please, by all means, call us out on it. But Watsi has gone on an article that's saying, hey there, folks, wanted to weigh in here since we're seeing a fair amount of discussion on the topic. Halo is a magical substance substance much the same way as Aether or even mana it is. It is not a drug, but it is powerful. And like anything powerful, criminal elements seek to control it, no matter how pure and good thing is we'll share more about halo its origins and the new world of new capenna in the coming weeks so it's just kind of like a a teaser saying like halo is not a drug it's just a magic enhancing substance and stuff so it's like not not directly saying that it's like crack cocaine or adderall or uh methamphetamines okay now we're just going too far i'm sorry no, it, it I wizards definitely did not think about how they presented this. 
There, yeah, in all seriousness, yes, there will there, there does seem to be a, a a bit of tone deafness into the initial introduction of Halo itself. Yeah, well, Breaking Bad was one of the highest rated TV shows <laughs> ever, but that's all complain about everything. But here's the thing, though, he never did it. Yeah, he made it. He never did it though. But think of all the pizzas that have been tossed on roofs since then. I I get that, but it's still one of those like technically a game meant for. 13 and up is very technically meant for 13 and up. I'll say this. I mean, to kind of... Watsy doesn't need people standing up for him, especially not us small schmucks with microphones. But, I mean, when you're thinking about that, you know, it's a game for 13 and up. I sit and think about the students I deal with at school. And, mind you, I don't deal with the typical students, but even still within the school I'm in and seeing what I see and the language I hear and what they're oh, for talking sure. about. These kids are so, like, the 13 and ups are so so desensitized to a lot of stuff that when we were all in school, you know, not sitting here saying, fuck, bitch, ass, cunt, anything like that. Like, that was a, you got your ass sent home mm-hmm. when you said that kind of stuff. Now we got kids saying it straight to teacher spaces, straight to principal spaces even. And some of them don't get sent home. Others do, depending on the day type yep. of thing. But, you know, the unfortunate thing is, and this is kind of where then I shift it to maybe they shouldn't have done this. You know, we've got kids that are doing drugs. We're going to get all over the U.S., we're gonna, all over the world. We're going to see the Cairns come out of the woods. They've been out of the woods against but, magic because it's satanic but and that, whatnot. That was, that was the 90s. I'm saying now it's been the... the yeah. New age Karens who flip shit about every wrong wording of everything. Pushing drugs more than pushing hugs. That's what they're going to say Watsi's been doing. And uh, I don't <sighs> know. I mean, it's it's, it's one of those things where, you know, should, yes, play on the real world aspect of where you're setting this yep. story in. Yep. Do things like that. But maybe, maybe that's one piece that didn't need to be included but you know what i i think they should have just not used the word halo and uh, maybe not even giving it an maybe giving it a name did them some good so it's not just like oh my god they're doing crack they're doing marijuana they're doing whatever but maybe giving it a name helped it and maybe as the lore comes out things will be better and maybe they should have just given the lore of it right away yeah that that for sure not actually. Hey, hey, we have this this substance. Substance called, called yeah, called Halo. That's making everyone so powerful. The, the, there's no denying the fact that like the introduction of this probably was not done uh, adequately enough compared to everything that has been going on in the world. Uh, but at the same time, like if they're comparing it to like Aether, I feel like there could have been a little more like uh, describing instead of like crystals and vapors instead of like maybe like more of power sources and, and stuff may, i don't know but maybe not and maybe the genius. crystal things and stuff like that maybe that's where people started veering off the wrong path of what watsy intended this being putting putting martini glasses in their fucking official release probably wasn't the best in hindsight just gonna say that first and foremost for a game that's meant for 13 plus not just 21 plus okay so, folks, we like to drink here at This Weekend MTG. What? I've never drank anything in my life. What the fuck no, are you talking about? No. 
but we can also attest to the fact that it's like there's there there's a level. We may be drunk, but we ain't stupid. Yep. That. Yep. Hashtag. I was yeah. Right on that. Okay. But yeah, there's there's a lot of uh, cryouts, not cryouts, uh, like discourse online <clears throat> that's talking specifically about Halo and stuff, and like that there's kind of it being a problem of being like a fake drug, and um, uh, Mark Rosewater, the, like the whole blogatog that uh, Danny just read, kind of like helps, you know, kinda, hopefully damage control of what Halo is, but. I feel we should probably leave that there because we have a lot more to talk about. It seems like the playtesting group didn't actually read the words. For Halo or the next part? For this, for their actual... Well, I say play group as in like the people who proofread the statement oh, didn't yeah, actually yeah. proofread the statement. They just, hey, it looks good, but I'll send it out. Yeah. That's gonna come, they're going to have like an alchemy for this statement. Which is Mark Rosemater's blog. Well, I wonder when they're going to change the word life to consciousness. So when you get down, you start with 20 consciousness. And then when you get to zero, you're knocked out. Plus three, plus three on your pinky. Wasn't there already an argument for that? that Isn't that why Pokemon, you're knocked out, you don't die? I'm going to change Demon Bolt to Bunny Bolt. That sounds very cuddly. I feel if you're going to be talking about like uh, demons and stuff like that's... That's a whole different fucking level. Yeah, again, it's 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 possessed fantasy. and demented. Well, it doesn't matter how many people are offended, man. It's that there's someone offended, right? And them being a huge company that uh, depends on the revenue of those people that are pissed off. Like they gotta tread lightly still because. Yeah, no, and I agree with you. Drug abuse is not really finishing it on a serious note and shit like that. Well then, all right. Now we're actually gonna jump into the professor stuff. Um, so for those of you, if you haven't been paying attention since we reported on it last week, um, or maybe you've been living under a rock, maybe you don't know what's going on in the Kickstarter world, the professor from Tellurian Community College has um, launched a Kickstarter for a deck box he is calling the Academic. So this is to fit one deck in. It's not meant to be a multi-deck box by any means. He made this love letter. He worked with GameGenics on designing this to fit what he felt was best. And for those of you guys who don't know Tellurian Community College or the professor, he does a lot of review on magic products. So sleeves, deck boxes, um, boulder cases, life counters, stuff like that. He gives a grade to it. And a lot of the stuff that he grades... I would agree with his grading on certain things. Yeah, there are downfalls and there are upsides to every little thing. But this specific box that he had a very large hand in designing within 12 hours hit the $1 million Kickstarter mark. And a little bit, a little bit earlier today, it actually hit the $1.5 million. And because of that, some things have been happening. So he's got this size morph divider um, for within the box. Um, Backers and everybody got to vote on the color. And that's going to be a lot of things too. A lot of people are getting to vote on the colors of things that are happening. And if you don't follow him on Facebook, he does post a lot of stuff up on what's going on with the Kickstarter. Because then, actually, let's see here. Seven hours ago... They unlocked the newest level, the faculty package, which is $69, 
which includes the academic deck box, the size morph divider, this life counter that's coming with it. So it's a two-sided life counter, so you can change it. Mm. And some acrylic tokens. Or And if you don't want to do it at that $69, you just want to do the the academic deck box, you can add in some of these stuff as individual items too. And I think with the life counter, I think this is the last added perk, but I could be wrong because mm. you know what? We don't know everything that's going on. Yeah. You uh, might just change his mind and add more stuff. Yep. No, there's still more. Uh, according to the... I know there are different tiers that he's going to do certain things too. Yes. Um, but Matt, while you're finding that stuff, let's kind of just do a quick breakdown of what this box is going to look like. So it's designed for 133 plus double sleeved, and this is the extra thick inner sleeves. The, the hard cases, like the KMC the, hards. Yeah, right? and a quick side note on that. I talked about it last week, double sleeved, my first commander deck, and that boy is thick. So With three Cs. Thick. <laughs> so I, I might back the, a different level on this just to get this deck box so my one deck that's double sleeved you actually have a box for it has a box for it that isn't opened um anyway it is perfectly suited for outer sleeve um for the outer sleeves even triple sleeved fit cards fit and th- and that's talking about on the they have a little side compartment where you can do the hard case ones too and then it has two drawers that come out that are easily accessible with a magnetic flap. And you can remove the flaps. You can remove compartments in the acrylic dividers. This deck box is hella sweet. And I can't wait to get one in my hands. But unfortunately, it will be a little while before these all get released. Um, the estimated delivery date it actually isn't until February 2023. So, I mean, even if you back this within the first 30 days, if you were one of the early birds, you aren't going to see that product for a year. One of the things I do want to highlight here is that the prof went on saying, like, the reason why it's kind of structured like this is to make sure that all additional after fees are covered. Yep. So that way, uh, he's he talked about, like, a lot of Kickstarters and stuff, like, they they complete, they get fully funded, but there's uh, fees and stuff that happen to help set out uh, rewards, prizes, benefits, and stuff to those. And like the prof uh, calculated all of these into the making of these deck boxes as well. Yep. And the reason for the, the not a delay, the, the one year officially receiving Old it. time? Yeah, the, the whole, whole time. time to make sure that all fees, like everything that you're getting here, is like guaranteed, paid for. That there, it's not going to be uh, a Kickstarter that's like funded but fails because uh, there's more money that has to come out of pocket yeah. from this, which is really cool that that amount of thought has gone into this. Which I mean, it just goes into if you haven't started backing it yet. Um, honestly, go ahead, give it a look, look it over. If it's something for you, back it, even if it's at the lower level. Because honestly, we've talked about it here too. The prof is one of those content creators for the Magic community that likes to do good and make the world, or seemingly make the world a better place. I know we've talked about it. He seems like he is as genuine as he is in all of his videos. Probably maybe a little bit of a smart ass like all of us, but at the same time, someone who loves to have fun and just joke around. I would argue 
that he is like the backbone of the community and stuff to like help give the magic community like a voice and his videos his tweets his content everything that he makes like everything he does is for the community in whole he's not he's not like a, a i don't know it's weird to say he's not a shill and shit like that yeah. like he seems overall a good guy and uh all this stuff and i uh, full full disclosure i'm a backer uh, for that and i have picked up the facility packet backing and stuff oh so, the faculty one yeah because uh the fact is like i already like when when he announced this i already had a number in mind of how much i would pay for whatever is going down and yep. the the faculty package is is still below what i would pay for everything that he has going on for and us. i'm so couple of other facts here so first off the initial goal was only fifty thousand dollars and he's well past that. One point five mil at this point with two twenty five thousand backers. Wow, where did it take my thunder? My bad. Dick. Imagine that. But, but yes, and it's actually it is over twenty five K, but it's it's knocking on the door at twenty six. And the f- fun part about this is still has twenty three days left. It was funded in fucking seventeen minutes. 17 minutes on Kickstarter. God damn. He had a million dollars in 12 hours. Yep. Dude. Oh, I think think you went to get the hat when I brought that up. He, he, like, I feel like this is just a testament for, like, what the prof does for the magic community. The amount of people that just, like, love and support the prof. Like, he he has talked about, like, in this interview on Star City Games, he's, uh, this is me paraphrasing, he's, like, flabbergasted the amounts of like he he thought that he he knew that he could get fifty thousand dollars, but he did not think that he would get to one point five million dollars. And you know what? I honestly want to say part of that might be of how he how he um, advertised it. We'll wrap this up. Definitely go check it out at at the bare minimum. See what what it's all about. Maybe this deck box is something you've been looking for. Um, Check out the article where they do an interview with him on Star City Games and see what he's got to say about how much of a positive response this has had. Um, but yeah, so we're going to move on to the next little bit. Well, hey, Danny. Why don't you talk hey, about hey, look some... at that. It's actually red now. Yep. <laughs> Just for a weekly MTG scheduled reminder, as Blake mentioned two weeks ago, back on weekly MTG live stream, the next weekly MTG topic will be Commander Legends Battle for Baldur's Gate and a peek into what it's about. This will be this Thursday, uh, the 24th at 2.30 PST or Pacific Standard Time. Speaking time zones. And then next week, the 31st, the topic for the show will be about paper organized play with Huey Jensen. Okay, so here's my thing. When are they going to announce whatever this collab project with uh, Posty is going to be? Yeah, that was that, back in Christmas we got when they mentioned about that. this. It's gonna be his first commander deck. I will guarantee you that, that is that he played on awesome. command zone. That'd it's, be awesome. It's gonna be coming out roughly with Boulder's Gate because Posty's this commander and shit. So I don't know. Yeah, because I think that's all he plays, right? To my knowledge, I yeah. Yeah, I was about to say I don't know him well enough to uh, comment either way. Well, why why don't you know Posty well enough yet? I said well enough. Then I said, why don't you know him well enough yet? We haven't gotten a, into the conversation of talking about his gameplay yet. Just because okay. you're talking about yourself all the time? You know what? I got to I gotta hype up our channel and everything, man. You know, it's called self-promotion. Jeez. Self as in yourself? No, as in us, oh. dude. 
Okay, just making Dude, sure. I'm talking up the podcast. Just I'm making sure. Just making sure. Not talking about me. Well, you're talking about yourself quite often, so. Well, it's because sure. I'm trying to take a break from you telling everyone to shut up about how well, much they love shut blue. Up. Blue players. Uh, we should all die. All right. Well, you know what? We're going to start talking about the MTG Arena accommodating. It's a good thing. Which fucking sucks. Which, good thing, Nomad's here, so he can kind of help us out a little bit. And, and I'm sure his, he will agree. His opinions on things. So, let's see. The 17th, that would have been last week. Watsy released an article kind of talking about an update to the MTG Arena economy that's happening. And this is in direct correlation with what was broadcasted on the weekly MTG um, live stream. But they kind of paraphrased a little bit of things. So, they talked about their vision. So, providing a fast, fun, magic experience for everyone and anywhere. And this can relate to those of you who are playing on your PC, those of us that are playing on our phones. It is a digital platform to give a great experience while staying true to the essence of magic. And they want to embrace magic's roots, but they also want to acknowledge they're on a different platform with its own unique needs and constraints. And it was talking about how MTG Arena was originally built to engage players with what they call the front list, pay play at no cost, specifically standard construction and recent drafts, and then throwing cool things in there like historic cube draft and now alchemy, but expanding off of that with different challenges and everything like that. Now they go on to talk a little bit about what the MTG economy is, and they even labeled it MTG Arena Economy 101. It's like I'm taking a college class and I'm paying for something I really don't care about. <laughs> Just to get three credits. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, no. This this, pew, 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 pew. this seems like a four-credit class. I probably have a lab I have to go to at one point. Oh, probably. Twice a week. <laughs> right. Um, so they're talking about developing everything and making sure that it's making the health relevant of it, looking at the ways players earn and spend various resources and talking about that. And they go into gems, gold, individual card awards, packs, wild cards, and everything like that. And they talk about the philosophy and the goals. But I think what we're all interested in talking about is just a little ways down further in there. And it's talking about our player collections. And they kind of go on how they didn't want to have players be able to get rid of unwanted cards. They didn't want to dust out the rest of them and snap them away and get something new. They wanted players to have these collections on Arena and build on those so that way when other events come through they can oh i have this card and i don't have to get it but then for those i'm gonna this is a jb one here for those whales of the world in the arena community who just don't seem to have enough wild cards they unleashed the wild card bundle for 49 dollars and 99 cents and this is U.S. dollars. You can't pay gold. You can't pay gems even at a super hiked rate to get these 12 rare wild cards and four mythic rare wild cards that you can use to finish off a deck. And with this new features, this new bundle will start as a limited time offer for about six weeks. After that period, they're going to evaluate money grab. Yeah, they're going to evaluate things and go from there. Uh, I'm down to $39.99. <laughs> so, Noma, do you think they are ever going to 
go lower than 40 bucks for this bundle. And then what are your thoughts as far as the, the arena economy itself and their article that they posted up? You know, I, I think that all depends on how you play. If you have to have the latest, greatest thing, then, yeah, you're going to spend a lot of money. Um, I see this, what did you call it? The rare something? Wild card what? The wild card bundle. Wild card bundle is basically, um, my first, my hot take on it is that's like a contact rate or tax. That's a good way to put it, I'd say. It, I've always stuck to buying the pre-release bundles. You get like 50 packs and I've really rarely had to craft any cards. Only if I really, really wanted to do something. That's your, I think that's the best value. I mean, it's not free, no, but it's probably less than you would play playing video games or whatever. So we have the amazing mathematician, Frank Karsten, who made a tweet specifically about the bundle here. So I'll read it verbatim. Frank Karsten at Karsten underscore Frank. It says, if you spend $50 on MTG Arena on 46 packs, then... Based on a rough approximate, uh, approximation, including the wildcard wheel, wildcards and packs, and vault progress, you usually gain about three mythic wildcards and nine rare wildcards, mm-hmm. besides the cards you open. So the rough apo- approximation, rare wildcards equal six from the wheel, two from wild cards in packs, and one in the vault progression. Mythic wild cards equal 1.5 from wheel, one in the wild cards in packs, and 0.5 in vault progression. I'm not sure I got the wild cards in packs correct as the information, but I find it, I could find is, what I could find is ambiguous. So essentially saying is $50 compared what you get for just like straight up wild cards you're getting the guaranteed wild cards. You're not getting the rest of the uncommons and commons and stuff in the packs, which is its own thing that was discussed. I just want to say, did you guys watch the the video at all? No, I didn't watch it. I was in the middle of the work day. I have watched it three times, and there's a couple points in there where it feels like uh, Chris... Give a fuck. uh, God, what's his name? Chris... Krista... Christen, the uh, head guy for Arena and stuff, okay. where some of the shit that he said is kind of like, that feels like a little rough against the community members, because uh, one thing noted is when it comes to dusting, uh, that's like one of the biggest uh, complaints that Magic players have, is why is there not dusting in Arena? Why can we not turn cards that we don't want into cards that we want? And apparently, according to this interview, is when you open wild, when you open packs, that wild card, wild card progression is essentially what they wanted for dusting. Wizards still believes that opening packs is the key to Magic the Gathering. <clears throat> they want you to open more packs to help have you gain a full collection by opening packs, but not by necessarily uh, dusting and crafting cards. Yeah, I call bullshit. I call bullshit on that. Okay, so if they think that opening packs is a fun experience, why do they let you open ten at a time? (laughs) So, so that wipes the fun. I just hit ten and ten just to see what rares I get. I could care less about opening pack. I would go to store and open a pack. That's fun. One of the things that uh, that was not mentioned is the fact that arena packs have less cards than like a legit pack as well. 
Yeah, they have eight that, cards that, instead that, of fifteen. And that That's was true. not that was not brought up at all. Like, but hey, they're a buck a piece. You want these booster fun experiences that you're talking about being in like actual paper magic, and you want that like that's part of the key mechanic of arena is like opening packs, make a collection. It's like Wasi's like, we want you to have a collection. Open these cards, get this collection. You are getting your pre-dusted cards with opening packs. Like that's essentially again the the whole wild card wheel progression is like the the pre dusting was the best way that uh, I can right. describe it from what they understood. Well, I think people talk about dusting, but I think what we really want is to be able to trade in our common wild cards for uncommon wild cards and on and up and up and up. Which they state they will never do. Hell, I'd they, just I'd settle for on my friends list being able to trade cards going I've just just like I can in real life. So yeah. I've I follow Lady Lavidia on Twitch. And this was a few months ago, actually quite a few months ago. But she brought up points like, yeah, I have, as a content creator, she's getting, she may be giving, be given codes to get stuff or just giving money to buy stuff. Like she has every single card on Rena and she has thousands of wild cards of all varieties. And she said, like, I just want to give these away, but there's no way of doing it. Oh, yeah. And it'd be like it'd be one thing too for content creators to be able to do something like that, where you know I think a lot of the community would go, okay, cool, content creators we watch, yep, being able to give away stuff from their collections because they are able to get you know master accounts essentially, yep, and you know, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna give away five mythic wild cards or five rare wild cards mm-hmm. or whatever. And for them to somehow be able to do that, I think a lot of the community that plays Arena would be fine with that. And that would maybe lessen our complaining about the economy itself. But I don't know. That's just that's my hot take. When it comes to some of these things that the community has suggested, uh, a lot of the answer default answers were technology reasons. Uh, on, <laughs> uh, okay. How, how, mm-hmm. how things are. And I don't know. Like, I'm not a coder. Danny, are you a coder? Like, no, I feel like there's. I, I'm not, but the whole technology, like, oh, it's based on technology. Okay, fuck you. You have Moto. Yeah, was... You can literally trade cars between players. Okay, you okay. Don't fucking tell me you can't do it because you already have done it. Uh, I feel this, th- this definitely falls back on the fact that. They're lazy. Uh, they don't want to do an actual good job on their product. <laughs> They have clarified multiple times, and uh, Nomad, you could probably, uh, I don't know if you, how, how close you follow these kind of comments and stuff, but they have gone on the fact saying, uh, on the record saying that it's like Arena, what they want is like a separate game. They want that to be like the fast, fun-paced game that people can like play as many games as they want uh, because like the, 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 the short adrenaline shots of these games is what keeps like Arena and stuff going. Yeah, and that's- how I play, yeah. One uh, best of one, which which is which is fine, but it's that is a very poor excuse to not actually do anything about the economy. A very yeah, poor agree. excuse. Like it's like you already have, like who owns Moto? 
does Wizards own Moto? It's still Watsy that owns Moto. They just have so a so you third, have you have, have the technology you have the technology. Yeah, I get the third party is yeah, take th- like watching it. Yeah, there's a third party that has. We talked about this like two months back when they officially announced that there's like this third party that is going to be like helping maintaining maintaining. Yep, uh, Moto and stuff. Just want to clarify. So 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 Watsy already has the freaking code for all this. So it shouldn't be that hard to inc- like. I understand it's it's hard to code, but if you already have the code made, how hard yeah, is it for you to million dollars in profit? I think you can hire some coders. Exactly to to include that code into Arena and actually correct their economy. And 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 before you say it, and my and my own, I guess my own beef with their economy is the fact that you can't buy packs in groups unless you spend money on gems. Um, one of the things that came out here was definitely the wild card bundles and stuff. And the fact that it's like, it is legit money. You have to enter a credit card in to be able to get these wild cards. Yep. That does seem kind of like it's becoming pay to play. It's becoming into pay to play. Uh, one of the comments that uh, Which they Chris, said was never going to happen. One of the comments that Chris made was that this bundle is essentially like either the quote unquote jump start to build a brand new deck or the final progress to finish a deck. So it's like fifty bucks to start a deck or yeah. fifty bucks to finish. Right. So a deck. if you made it twenty dollars, people would buy six of them. Exactly, and I'm sitting here thinking about so like specifically thinking about myself and the fact of. When it comes to arena, I play more historic. So I mean, mm-hmm. I have a lot more of those cards because I played a lot more back then early on, yep. and I've played enough of the newer stuff that I at least have a lot of the new cards I would need. Or you know what? I just make it work with what I got. But thinking about our no modifier event and building my standard deck, you know what? I I went with the philosophy of I'll play with what I have for the most part, but these are central pieces I need to craft. Yep. And that, doing that ate up my whole thing. And at that point, I found a different way. I'm like, okay, cool. I still want to have these pieces. Yeah, I don't have this one piece I'd really like. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I'll make it work. I'm not gonna. I'm yeah. not gonna pay to finish off this deck. That's exactly why I don't play on Moto. Like I might do a pre-release pack for a new set once in a while on Arena. But that's dependent on how often I truly play Arena. And I mean, for me now with our Brawl League coming up and a lot of other things, I might not need to, and I will play more often, obviously, on Arena, but at the same time, and we'll get into this later with the ThoughtCast of, I'll ask the question when we get there, but, I mean, I don't want to have to double dip my payments. Yep. I really don't. Yep. Like, if they were to do these packs, but have, I could see if they go, you know what, this is going to be a 10,000 coin 50 bucks or 4,000 gems Yep. type of thing. Why not include those other various ways of payment? Because you know what? If you want gems in the game, you got to pay for them anyway. Yep, exactly. Make it seem like you're getting a deal when you buy it through gems because, yep, you can earn them, but you can also buy them. Well, we were talking about this earlier. So they have a 20-pack alchemy set that you can buy for... 15,000 coin or was it 3,000 gems? 3,000 gems, yeah. I was like, okay, you're doing this for alchemy, which is standard 2.0 because you guys are fucking lazy. Why can't you do this for any other card 
that's in the game. Yeah, like why why do you, why is every pack one thousand coin or you have to spend money on gems to get multiple packs? Uh, speaking of packs, here real quick, did you mention that there's they're, they're now going to be promoting these mythic packs that are thirteen hundred gems or thirteen hundred coins that will give you a guaranteed mythic card or i wild. have not talked about that one yet. okay okay i i, yeah. I don't know if i like missed that and stuff nope. but yes that, that that is a thing we'll uh i'll taste that here. i i, I mainly wanted to talk about this the bullshit price tag 50 dollars because i knew spending like straight if up was, cash is if i was going to spend straight up 50 dollars cash on the game itself thinking about it long and hard i would rather buy individual packs from the set that i want to get stuff out of so for right now yeah. like i need the the dual lands out of the Innistrad sets. Mm-hmm. I would rather just buy twenty five, twenty five, and try to try my luck because you know what? Like mm-hmm. the statistics were pulled up, I'll probably get enough with the wheel and with random yep. wild cards. Forty six packs add more commons, uncommon wild cards, which stuff. which also helps my vault progression. Yes. Yep. So yes. I mean, if they're sitting here going vault progression, vault progression, vault progression, why the hell aren't they promoting? Here, you know what? Buy packs, and if you buy in, if you buy a one hundred pack bundle, we'll say it's a you will get an, an extra ten wild cards. Why don't they do shit like that? Because you know what? It's just sitting there. One of those things of I don't even know. It's just it's bullshit, and it's just it's trying to make arena into Moto. When you know what? If that's your goal, then why didn't you just update Moto? Uh, when you say moto, I really feel that you should be saying something like uh, expensive Hearthstone <laughs> because, like, <laughs> moto yeah, moto is a hundred percent different. They're than all what arena is going for arena. Uh, it uh, is moto different. is way easier to get into because you actually have the card trading. You have these other sites that are like, hey, rent these cards and stuff like this. Moto, it's like buy packs, build a collection. And that was definitely one thing that's in this interview. I highly recommend if you are interested in arena at all, this interview, it's an intense interview. Like I said, I've listened to it three times just to like wrap my head around some of the, 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 the stuff that they talked about. I don't want to be too critical uh, because it's like Watsy is trying to do their, I feel like I'm optimistic. I feel like Watsy's trying to do the best, but anyways, no, they're not. <laughs> they're they're trying to do the best for their wallet. And as a stockholder, I'm okay <laughs> I don't with think it. They're trying to make arena. So, Moto is a Magic Simulator, right? Arena is yes. supposed to be a fun, casual game. But with and with I stuff like we, this, what we don't see is the algorithm that puts the whales against the whales. So it's not when you say it's pay to win, you're not being put against random people that have all the cards it, there is some sort of algorithm i i reckon I, when i switch decks and all of a sudden i start seeing a whole nother meta oh yeah I'm for sure playing, when i'm playing mono black i see certain different deck types and then if i switch into like a blue control i'll see a lot of red so it's not we're not seeing the whole picture i wouldn't think well, and then the other piece of it too. Maybe, maybe a lot of us would be less about grabbing our pitchforks and torches if they just share some goddamn information with us. Be a little bit more transparent. They'll never I do think that. They're trying to use it for what is not what they didn't intend to, and we're and now the community wants them to change it to what we want. If that makes sense, 
I think they got a lot of other little stuff they need to fix. For number one, they got to fix that fucking goldfish that swims in front of the enchantments when you're trying to do shit. And here they are giving us fucking... Let me turn off off your mascots because it burns up my phone battery. It's stupid. You know what? You can look at it while you're playing. You don't have any clue if if I can see it or not. So just let me turn it off. It's a very solid point. And shit like that. Yeah. Fucking, you see so many times online that, like, people are talking about, like, oh, Arena is just, like, all these patches that's just, like, holding this game together. Like, the amount of energy that it's using or the amount of, like, code that is, like, it it does to, like, bypass certain things that shouldn't make sense of it getting bypassed. God, there was one. God, what was the fucking one that was, like, really big? This last week that people were talking about of like this 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 arena bug, not a bug, uh, of where it's like ah oh, this this doesn't make sense. Like they got to bite. Like they're they're it's uh, the the analogy of chewing gum and uh, duct tape to help put arena together. Of mm-hmm. like how some of the code and stuff is like strung together. Yeah, yeah. There was a bug before the before the championship, right? And they decided not to fix it. Yeah, yeah, that was was that 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 I think that's the one I that. Can't recall what it was though. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll I'll see if I can find the link to that after this and post it in the show notes down below for those curious about it. Yeah, this this arena economy stream was a hell of a stream. The fact that it uh, it, it it really seemed like it's like hey, put more money into opening packs, give us more money, uh, do your dailies. Oh. Uh, a couple positive things. I, I don't want to like poo-poo totally on Watsy for doing things. Uh, one of the things that was brought up during the, the, the Q&A of this live stream was talking about changing constructed rewards from ICR, uh, which is uh, card rewards of like the, you know, the alternative arts and shit like that. Like it's cha- changing that to gems, coins, and or packs and that was a thing that they're like, yes, that is something that we're working on as well. Another thing that is highlighted uh, that we actually did not talk about yet so far is the fact of a arena format that is going to be arena and paper viable. That is not, repeat, that is not Pioneer. Mm. They talked about that. They're going to be making another format uh, in the next two to three months, I think is what was mentioned in the live stream. Uh, they don't have details and stuff about that yet, but it will be a paper to digital arena, specifically analog, that you can play in paper and arena, but it is not, repeat, is not Pioneer. They did hint at the fact that it's like if you've been playing a lot of the arena events, uh, you might have an idea of what it is, like those extra side events like where they do like the Artisan, the Momir Vig, and uh, all those that they change in their rotations and stuff. <laughs> so they have that in the, 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 the arena roadmap, but no other information has been given out. Uh, the way that they made it sound is like when the organized play uh, live stream comes from weekly MTG, the following week or two, there will be more information that comes about this paper arena specific non-pioneer. I just want to emphasize the fact non-fucking pioneer. Matt, is this new format not going to be Pioneer? This format is not going to be Pioneer, Nomad. Just what? want to clarify. Thank you for asking. I appreciate it. Digimon. 
My big thing on that is, you know what, let's try to get Pioneer back up to what it was pre-COVID and pass that or adding in new or how, formats. Or how, how about we fix Arena before we put more shit in Arena that breaks it? Yeah. I, I'm with you on that. You the know fact what? that it's like... they. they They've talked about it on the roadmap. Money grab. We've had so many roadmaps of where they were going to be doing the Pioneer remastered They got lost. And stuff. They dropped that to, to, to bank on Historic. And now that they're having another format that people online are talking about, like, this is the way that they're, like, building this extra format up is that it's going to be overtaking what Pioneer is then. If it's going to be an arena and a paper format uh, you can't do that they were gonna do it with like pioneer and stuff but they're now changing it from like pioneer to whatever this new format's gonna historic be historic 2.0 in uh four to <laughs> four weeks six weeks and shit like that and it's historic light historical light yeah so uh, uh, from i guess we can deduce the fact that there's not going to be any um adjusted cards there's not going to be any uh, like jumpstart arena specific cards where there's like conjure and perpetually and stuff like that. Like that is not going to be a thing that's going to be in this new format, but it is very intriguing to think about that. They're like, yes, we're going to make a new format. That's both arena and paper. That is going to be a non pioneer format. A couple other things as well. Historic anthologies are still going to be getting sold as a thing. Uh, there's another one coming up soon. No date was given at the time of this uh, live stream as well. Uh, if you're listening to us, if you got an hour of your time, like just pop it up on YouTube and listen to it. It's it's uh, it is a very insightful live stream that talks about this this stuff. And All if right. you play arena a lot, highly recommend. Uh, Nomad, do you want to give a, a final like uh, seal uh, PS to the whole arena economy thing right now? You know, I, I I just want to say again the way I I think I'm their ideal player as far as how I interact with that app, and I just I buy the pre the two pre releases with the master pass uh, every set, so it's around what a hundred, and. I feel like I'm opening packs all the time. If I do, I do my daily quests and I go up levels. I'm getting packs from the mastery pass. I'm winning. I'm winning packs. Um, I'm, I'm glad to hear that they are going to give away packs instead of uh, cosmetic cards because I'm not into cosmetics. So, but yeah, I don't see how they're going to make everybody happy all the time. There we go. Nice bow on that. All right. Well, the last little bit of news, we're just going to briefly touch on this one. We're just going to present the facts as they have been reported. We're not going to comment on it too much just because it is kind of one of those polarizing topics. Um, For those of you who haven't been aware, there's some controversy coming up with Michael David Lynch and the I Hate Your Deck channel. And it has nothing to do with the actual channel itself. It has everything to do with Michael David Lynch. Um, He has... So for those of you who don't know, he's a um, director, producer, uh, filmographer, filmmaker... Um, very heavy in the in the Hollywood wood world, and recently one of his actresses that was in a movie he was a part of and directed came out saying that there was some inappropriate behavior. If you want to find the exact specifics and everything, um, go ahead and look that up yourself. It's been pretty big within the MTG community itself, just because I Hate Your Deck is becoming one of those fast growing channels. But in light of all this controversy and everything. Today, an article got released saying a lot of the sponsors, a lot of the backers, um, they're pulling out. They they don't want anything to do with them anymore. So 
Yep. It's it's going to be one of those things where, you know what, I I personally, I enjoy the content on the channel and not talking about anyone's behavior or anything like that. I, I enjoy the fact of it's another channel to kind of sit and watch a different style of gameplay. And it's more frequent than some of the other channels I do watch um, for gameplay piece. And just the way they approach it, and we've talked about it, how it's meant to be more of a casual, friendly, shit-talking local game store experience. But you get to watch it with people that maybe you recognize from pro tour playing days or acting or cosplaying or anything else within the MTG community. So I don't know. It's for the channel itself, I'm... I am upset that a lot of these backers and sponsors are pulling out because that could mean the end of the I Hate Your Deck channel. Uh, a lot of this is definitely targeted towards uh, Michael David Lynch yeah. himself and stuff. So if, I don't know, I guess this is part of the speculation part, like if he decides to back off from the I Hate Your Deck name, like maybe there will be a resurgence in I Hate Your Deck and just not Michael David Lynch in general and yeah. stuff. Yeah, so it's... It's one of those things where it's it's a very it's very much too early for us to, as people that bring up the news and talk about things that are happening in, in the community itself to even give a fair guess as to what's going to happen. But why don't we jump into a little bit different topic. Let's jump into that conjured currency and kind of go through it at a good steady pace so that way we can get to the thought cast real quick. Perfect. Okay, so the conjured currency section, as always... We are going to be covering the finances of notable cards and their price trends. The main resource that we use for this is the amazing site, mtgstocks.com, who comes out with a weekly winner's article that goes over three to five cards that are moving up in price and three to five cards that are moving down in price. The weekly winner's article drops on Friday. We record on Monday. And if there's any price differences between then and now, we will let you know. So let's jump right on into this. Starting off the weekly winners, we have Dark Sphere from... Or, uh, the Dark, surprisingly enough. It's a zero-mana artifact that reads, Tap, Sack, Dark Sphere. The next time a source of your choice would deal damage to you this turn, prevent half of that damage, rounded down. This card has been moving up the past week, uh, 79%, now chilling around $9.32. But as of today, Monday, the average price, so the, the, the sell price, what people are asking, is around $19.33, though the market price is still... $9.89, just shy of 10 The European average, surprisingly close, very nearby with €8.68. So this has been moving up in price primarily due to uh, commander reasons. Uh, the reality chip is being a card that pairs very well with this because you can play it off the top of your deck for free when the reality chip is equipped to a creature. Uh, quick reminder, reality chip, blue 104 Legendary Artifact Creature Equipment Jellyfish. That's a mouthful of a fucking uh, uh, type line. That's what she said. You may look at the top card of your library anytime. As long as it is attached to a creature, you may play lands and cast spells from the top of your library. And it has reconfigure of two and a blue. And so you can attach this to a creature that you control or unattach it. So in decks that are want to be having the reality chip... A zero drop artifact is a good thing to be casting from the top of your library. And 
it's been talked about on the commander's quarters. He discussed uh, Mitch of the commander quarters discussed it using it with uh, sickening dreams and how that it can uh, effectively kill everyone uh, except yourself because of dark sphere because it reduces half your life and stuff. So that card is moving up in price primarily because of commander usage. Next in the weekly winners, uh, if you join the Discord, actually, I posted this like two weeks ago. It started to have an uptick in price. Ancestral Knowledge, a card from the reserve list from Weatherlight. It is a blue one enchantment that reads cumulative upkeep. So at the beginning of your upkeep, put an age counter on this permanent, then sacrifice it unless you pay its upkeep cost for each age counter on it. When Ancestral Knowledge enters the battlefield, look at the top 10 cards of your library, then exile any number of them and put the rest back on top of your library in any order. When Ancestral Knowledge leaves the battlefield, shuffle your library. So this is a reserveless card from Weatherlight. Uh, meaning that it'll never be reprinted again. And it has jumped up 46% of this last week, now at a price of $11.59. But as of today, Monday, the 21st, you have the average price being $14.99, so sellers asking for just shy of $15, and the actual market, pli- market price of what people are buying them at at around $10.60, European average of €6.59. Uh, online you can find them for pretty cheap as well so this is moving up in price because not only is it a reserveless card but it is actually a fairly suitable card for commander the fact that you get to stack the top 10 cards of your deck is very important uh to cedh implications and stuff like that and um two mana for the ability to do that is like i don't know no no issue at all for what your deck can do being two mana and stuff so um but according to edh rec this enchantment also sees some minor play along with new commanders of tameshi reality architect but is more popular in decks surrounding uh chesai hearts of oceans which is an old kamigawa card uh that reads at the beginning of your upkeep sackets unless you remove a counter from a permanent you control so it removes the age counters and you could just like keep that stacked up there until you fucking need it done and stuff so it is moving up primarily being a reserve list card moving up in price that actually has playable implications in commander next up we have ranger captain of eos uh, this and a bunch of other three drops in the modern fucking format have been moving up in price, but we're just going to comment on Ranger Captain of Eos at the moment. For White White 1, you get a 3-3 human soldier that reads, when it enters the battlefield, you may search your library for a creature card with converted mana cost one or less, reveal it, put it in your hand, then shuffle. And Ranger Captain of Eos has an ability of sack it. Your opponents can't cast non-creature spells this turn. So this has jumped up 42% around now chilling around $36 even uh, with an average price as of today, Monday, average price of around $35.20, market price of around $30.07, a foil of $43, and a European average of $14.99. European averages, man, like they're always surprisingly cheaper. So if you have a way to like go to card market and just like deal with the arbitrage of getting that shit sent over, like a lot of these cards you're going to be uh, benefiting from pretty significantly. So one of the reasons why this is moving up in price is because of the recent Luris of the Dream Den banned. 
uh, it's been seeing a lot of play in a lot of different decks. You got Boros Midrange, Mardu Midrange, Selesnia Life Gain, and it pairs very well with like Giver of Ruin and Regavant style decks. There is a Boros Midrange deck list in this MTG Stocks article that's it's it's just a very solid list with like Stoneforge Mystics, Rangers, Regavans, Megas of the Moon. You get Marsh of Otherworldly Light, Culture Complete, Batter Skull, and stuff like that. Very intense looking deck, but that is one of the reasons why this is moving up. Is like it it goes in a bunch of different decks now that Lurus is banned. Like three mana spells have kind of now started to get pumped back into the modern format. You got Liliana of the Veil. That has jumped up like 50% since the Lurus Band. And you have uh, Season Pyromancer that jumped up like 120% since the uh, <laughs> since the Unbanned. So these three drops are now... Play- uh, players are more excited to play with them and stuff. But you know what? I got some cheap picks for you, Matt. Good. Give it to us. All right. Well, here we go. First up, we've got Splendid Reclamation. And this is sitting at 64 cents and it's trending up. So if, if you haven't kind of gotten the hint yet mtg stocks is starting to promote their premium program and this is one of the ones that was on their penny stocks feature and it's bottomed down for a bit and now it's starting to do that slow uptrend so if you're looking to get some cards and maybe do some quick turnaround this might be one that you want to look at back in early november this card this specific one out of the and this is the crimson vow version was sitting at about six dollars so i mean if it's going to start going up even if it gets up to that six dollar mark you can still get a good return on it if you're kind of one of those flip it and flipping and rip it type people when it comes to buying your cards so og splendid reclamation from eldritch moon was like just shy of eight dollars for the printing and stuff so so it isn't one of those oh my gosh i can retire off of buying this card super low but you know what you can maybe get yourself some other cards that you're looking to get right but next up, we've got something out of the Mystical Archives. And this is the, they're specifically talking about the Mystical Archive version of Tainted Pack is sitting at $7.99 and it is stabilizing. So if you're looking to get a Tainted Pack and you don't have one yet, go and find the Mystical Archive version of it. And right now the market price of it is sitting at $10.57. The average is at sitting at about $12. So, I mean, you're still within that range. One of the biggest things is this is a CEDH card that had an all-time high of $101.99. So there you go. But, and then rounding off the cheap pickups, we've got Nicobolus Dragon God sitting at $8.72. And it is slowly trending down. So there you go. We've got the cheap pickups for you. And wait, Matt, if I'm looking to pick up some cheap cards or know when to sell my cheap cards after I've picked them up at a cheap price, is there something I can use to make sure that I get the best bang for my buck? There is indeed. If you have listened to us in the past, you know that there's this amazing site called uh, uh, tcgsniper.com. They are a price tracking website where you enter in cards and stuff that you want to be notified on that are moving up or down in price. It does it both ways, and it'll send you Discord notifications, text messages, or emails of whatever card that you entered in. So let's say if you want to be notified when Nickel Bolus God Dragon moves down to like five bucks, you can enter that in, set the desired price, you'll get notified when someone on TCG Player is going to be selling it. But very soon there might be other sites uh join their discord for more information and stuff about that 
uh, TCG Sniper is a great resource. If you go over there and mention when you make an account that the guys over at This Weekend MTG sent you, you will get three months free of their Plus program. So you get 50 cards and or sealed products to be putting into there to get notified on. Nice. All right, should we jump into the ThoughtCast and let's, well, there are four of us talking tonight, three minutes apiece. Sound good to everybody? If you can, if you can, uh, if I can make that work, we well, are at I'm, two I'm, hours twenty four minutes for this recording. Or do we skip the thoughtcast today? I say we skip the thoughtcast today due to the fact that I am the one that's editing this shit. All right, so we're gonna skip the thoughtcast this week. We will actually do a little get to know your this week in MTG hosts and why we are the way we are. Danny, keep your comments to yourself. <laughs> Um, so we'll kind of talk about that a little bit next week with the ThoughtCast then, and we'll kind of plan a little bit more accordingly so Matt doesn't have too much to edit. This is a long time. I am more than positive I can clear 30 minutes of this. At the beginning the- of the podcast, you can clear 30 minutes of it. Yes. It took 40 minutes to get to the blog talk. <laughs> Did it really? I it took 45 minutes. Yeah, I think it was 45 minutes to get to the blog talk. So magic folk, thank you. We're making it to the end of this weekend, MTG. Oh my god. You are all legendary magic folk for doing it. It is greatly appreciated. If you are hearing this right now. This is why I drink. <laughs> we we are legitimately killing Danny's liver every time we make an episode. Legitimate. So if you want to help Danny, uh, I guess listen to the end of the episodes? Nah, get that liver drunk. So Thank you for making it to the end of uh, episode 130 of This Week in MTG. want to give a big thank you for all of you taking the time listening. Uh, also, big thank you to all of our patrons who are you know, supporting us by giving us money and stuff to make this content, to help keep uh, lights on, pay for fees, and help pay for cards to give back to the patrons, and also for awesome things like uh, these pre-release pack giveaways this was donated by ultima gaming we have a kamigawa neon dynasty pack that we're giving away so keep a close eye on our social medias this week i will be posting the links and stuff i'm just gonna say for my sanity i'm gonna say wednesday because tuesday i spend most of the day editing the podcast and then wednesday i'll be able to post that and stuff so that's when that will be going live uh also Big shout out and thank you to J-Dubs, Sports Cards and Gaming, for sponsoring us. And if you're looking for anything Magic related, go check them out. They will ship anywhere in the United States. Now, if any of you guys have anything else to say, oh, hold on, hold on. Uh, no mod. Give us your links because I know that you are posting videos up on YouTube. Oh, uh, YouTube.com slash no modifier. Post- or you can look at I post a link every time I make a video. Yep, join the Discord. It's right there. Follow him on uh youtube subscribe uh post great arena content where he's just that one of my favorite ones is still the uh adventures in the forgotten realms skeleton enchantment where you just yeah. like oh that was such a great deck that's funny i'm gonna start doing a little more where people like even if they beat me down real hard i'm just gonna put on really cool stuff so in other words go so follow it's gonna be him. different from all the other content creators where they just show how great they are building decks and winning the true the truest of magic deck builders nomad go follow him join the discord find his links there now if you guys have anything else you want to add to the end of this podcast i got nothing man let's peace out i want to go home can i go home and with that magic folk we will catch you next time bye see ya 
Congratulations, you made it to the end of this week's episode of This Week in MTG. Your listenership means so much to us. Make sure to follow the podcast over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or on the podcatcher of your choice. You can watch the live stream recording of the podcast every Monday night at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time over on YouTube and twitch.com slash thisweekinmtg. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can send us a message to our Facebook, Twitter, or send us an email at thisweekinmtg at gmail.com. For all these links and more, check out our link tree at linktr.ee slash thisweekinmtg. Thanks so much. Deck. All right, so we're gonna. <laughs> yes, you heard that correctly. Um, so it's it's a uh, it's a it elf- not a penis. <laughs>